welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read the parasha of Haye Sarah, the life of Sarah, and it talks about paradoxically about the death of Sarah. So our sages have taught us through years and years that what it means really is that when a person passes from this world and there's continuity in what he achieved in this world through their loved ones, through people they influenced, and whatever goodness they brought to the world continues in the world, it means that that person never died. That person continues to live, continues to live through all of us. So the Sidra goes to great lengths to describe how Abraham, after Sarah's death, sends Eliezer to look for a wife for his son, Isaac. It's, it's like so detailed on how he looks for a wife for his son. And, uh, and he sends his servant Eliezer to Aram to look for a wife from his family, a suitable girl. And when Eliezer comes to Aram, he needs to have signs to know which is the right girl for Isaac. And he asks Hashem that the girl that should be chosen should be a girl that would offer him water, and not only to him, but to his camels too. And if he found a girl that had these two signs, he would know this girl was the bashert, was a predestined person to be married to Isaac. And you have to understand, he was a bachelor of the time, and, um, and he needed a very special wife that would continue in Sarah's footsteps. So he came to Aram, and he sat by the well, and Rivka came, this young girl, beautiful girl, and she started filling her pitcher in the well, and when she saw Eliezer, she offered water to him, and then she saw he had camels, and she went and drew more water for the camels and gave the water to the camels too. So at that moment, Eliezer knew this was the girl he was looking for, and at that moment, when the camels had finished drinking, that, that the man took a nose ring whose weight was a becca, and two braces for her hands whose weight was 10 gold measures. This is from Bereshit 24-22. So to understand this, Becca is a, is a hint of a special shekel that Israel would in the future give in the desert to Moshe to build the tabernacle. And the, the one Becca is exactly half a shekel. And the two bracelets was a hint of the two tablets that were given to the Jewish people at Mount Sinai which were joined together, whose weight was 10 gold measures, which allude to the Ten Commandments written in these tablets. So this is a fascinating Midrash, and let's understand what Rashi wants to explain to us through this. So to, we need to appreciate these special qualities that God gave Klal Israel, the Jewish people, and King David said, God gave three good gifts to the Jewish people, to Israel. They are bashfulness, bashfulness, merciful, and the perform of acts of kindness. These are three things that every Jew should have in them. They should be modest in their ways, they should be merciful, and they should be full of mitzvot. So the three things are particular importance because they correspond also to the three most fundamental aspects of existence. All humans have three essential components, which are the goof, which is the body, we have a nef nefesh, which is the emotional intelligence, and we have a sehel, which is our intellect. So we're divided in these three. 
We have emotions, we have intellect, and we have a body. That's why we are so, so, uh, you know, one day we want one thing, one day we want another. We never put our head together because we have all these three forces inside of us. So it is reasonable to say that all of human experience can be subsumed by one or more of these categories. And um, everything is either in the intellect, in the emotions, or in the, or in the physical ex existence. So the three gifts described by David Hamele correspond to one of these components. The ability to be bashful, to be uh, modest, is a function of the intellect of the seichel. You can look at a child uh, when they're young, they can run naked all around the world, they can go in the beach and they can be naked and they can care less, they don't mind if people are looking at them. Why? Because their sehel, their intellect is not mature and they don't have an understanding of, of modesty. And it's when people start growing up and they start maturing, that's when they realize that other people are looking at them, that this is not the right way to run around the world, you know what, we need to get dressed. That's why all the shopping centers are full of clothes because we have to get it in, we have to learn to dress, we have to know, we have to cover ourselves, we cannot go around naked. So for the more we perceive God watching our every act, the more bashful we're gonna be because we're gonna be in the presence of God, we're gonna be very aware of this. The feeling of mercy is primarily an emotional feeling and it corresponds to the nefesh, which obviously will lead us to perform acts of kindness which are connected to the kuf, to the body. Without a body, you cannot perform any kindness. You need hands to be able to give sedaka. You, have, you need a mouth to be able to say kind words to other people. You need eyes to see what's going around, where you can do things. So these three things are very important. So in this light, we can begin to understand the, the meaning that lay behind Eliezer's gifts to Rivka. So her he saw tremendous power and potential in this girl. He saw that she was going to be a continuation of, of Sarah. She was going to be continuity in Isaac's life. And this is the, the beginning of the Jewish people. These are our foremothers. And that would define her as a perfect example of a Jewish woman. And thus the ideal made for Isaac. So the nose ring if you look, it's attached to the head. A person that wears a nose ring is in their nose, which is in the head. And this is connected to the sehel, it's connected to the intellect. And just as the head is divorced from the rest of the body, indicating the separation of the power of thought from the emotional and the physical, the same way the nose ring was separate from the other two gifts. So. The, the, the sehel, the head, is, a, is connected to the body through the throat. That's why it's so important that Jewish people eat kosher food, because kosher food goes through the throat, and the kosher food is what allows the intellect co to connect to the emotions and the body. If not, there's a disconnect. So the two bracelets themselves correspond to the other two human components, which are the nefesh and the goof, the, the, the emotional aspect and the body and they have a very close relationship because what you feel is what you're gonna end up doing what you think is what you're gonna feel and what you feel is what you're gonna end up doing so to, uh, showing mercy to others and acting upon this feeling to perform acts of hesed are clearly very closely linked and one can even extend this expl explanation as follows if one sees another person in trouble 
what mercy will be aroused. If you see a person going through a tough time, a friend of yours or anybody, your mercy is going to be aroused. And the moment that your mercy is aroused, most likely you're going to do something about it. If a person doesn't feel bad for another person, he's not going to help him. If you feel it, you're do it you'll do it. So uh, we saw it this week with the with the tragedy in Pittsburgh, how men, how many people have come out to help, like, like in amazing ways that you would never imagine. Why is it? Because it was so shocking what happened. It, it really moved everybody's floor that the mercy was aroused from others and they ended up running to do kindness. So, so Elias saw that Rivka embodied these fine character traits and was thus a perfect, perfect example of the sentiments expressed in the above men mentioned Yerushalmi, that the trusty servant indicated this, is, this by presenting her with these gifts, which demonstrated Rivka's compa compatibility with the ideals of Abraham Avinu and her sustainability to become his daughter-in-law. So we can suggest another way of understanding behind the nose ring. And Rashi noted that its weight corresponds to half a beka. And uh, it corresponded to a beka, which is half a shekel. And uh, in the times of the desert, the Jewish people were asked to give half a shekel, half a, be a beka, to the, um, to, the, to the building of the tabernacle. So why didn't Moshe Rabbeinu ask the Jewish people to give one shekel per head? He asked half a shekel. And there's a beautiful explanation about that. That is that Jewish people are not complete. We're not complete. We're never going to be complete. We need others to complete us. So the idea of giving half a shekel was like saying, you know what, you're not everything, you're half. You need another half to complete you. you we need to understand that everybody in this world is there to complete us. We are not complete. And that's the idea of this idea of the half a shekel and the nose ring, to understand that we need each other to be able to be complete, that we cannot make it by ourselves. We need each other. So this concept is closely related to the mitzvah of performing acts of hesed. This should be done freely, whether to the poor or to the rich, whether with one's money or with one's time. Sometimes a rich person is going through a hard time too. It doesn't necessarily mean it's with money. Maybe they're going through a hard time. They, they don't know Torah. They're spiritually not connected. Uh, maybe they're suffering something in their lives. And when a person takes of his time to connect to them and help them and listen to them and, and see how they can be of, of service to them, then that's what it means here. That's why it, the, the idea of the half a shekel applies to, to every situation in life. So whenever and however the need dictates. The ability to do this radiates from the feeling that not only is a fellow Jew in need, but part of oneself needs help. So not only are we helping those that need help, but we ourselves also need someone in our lives that will complete us. Nobody is complete, not even the giver, not even the, the chief rabbi of Israel. You would think this guy doesn't need anybody. He's there to give to everybody. Even the chief rabbi of Israel needs someone that will do something for him too. So, so this capability to reach out to others, whatever the circumstances are, 
was the great strength of Abraham Avinu and of Sarah, because she was his better half. She was the one that completed him. And he was prepared to inconvenience himself to, to go out and help someone else. Even the wicked Sodom, Sodomites, he tried to save them. He tried to bargain with Hashem and tell them, like, if there's 10 good people there, please forgive them and whatever. At the end, it was not possible because there was not even one good person in that place. But he went out of his way to help them. So Abraham wanted that his daughter-in-law, Rivka, be this continuation of great hasadim, of great kindness. He, he could not have a daughter-in-law that would not continue in Sarah's footsteps and in his footsteps because he was building, the, 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 he was paving the way to the attributes of the Jewish people. We come from them. So Rivka assisted Eliezer at the well, and he realized that she personified these characteristics. He gave her the nose ring, whose value was a half a shekel. And this pointed to her great appreciation of the need to help others and to see herself as a valuable person, only when associated with the, the, the Jewish people. Like if you are alone in the world somewhere, you're not complete. You need to know that you need to be of service to someone else. You need to know that someone else has to be of service to you. And this is the great teaching of this ring, of this nose ring. And it was this very trait which, when manifest as a, as a, at a national level, enabled all of Rizka, Rivka's descendants to give half a shekel towards the construction of the tabernacle. So I leave you here. I wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you. 